So imagine a world, a worldwide, a global virtual reality universe. Anyone anywhere in the world can plug into it and we can connect, we can share, we can communicate and we can travel and using an avatar you can actually meet with someone, talk to them, have a conversation with them. This is pretty much the premise of Ready Player One, the book and now a major Hollywood movie uh, from Steven Spielberg, the book written by Ernest Klein. And it is a brilliant, brilliant book and not a bad movie. So we're going we're gonna to talk about that. This, this is not intended to be a, a movie review or book review, but a discussion of these is going to be impossible without delving into what we think of the book and the movie. So I've gathered with me two of my mates. We're at a Stir Kinnikor, uh, and we were actually hoping that it would be a... Uh, uh, it would be busy, that it would be filled with patrons milling around as we recorded this, but as it turns out, even though it's a half-price Tuesday, there's not too many people here, and maybe we'll have a conversation about that in a minute. But I've gathered two of my mates. We play poker together, and uh, outside of that, there's no real qualifications for them to be here. But, uh, but we're all big, fan, big fans of the book, why are we fans about it? I mean, we've, we've spent quite a bit of time talking about it, getting excited about it, but why? Why why are we big fans of this? Well, for me, really, um, I, I enjoy movies that let you escape. I, I don't like deep, heavy movies. I want to go to a world, do some stuff, and then come back to reality. And uh, this book and this movie is a little bit about that, um, but in a, in a big way, right? So you plug in to something, uh, escape, and these people are escaping kind of their everyday life on a on an everyday basis. Um, you know, we don't uh, give too much away, or do mm. we? I don't know. Uh, uh, no, I think there's going to be a few spoilers. I, I thought about that, and I don't know how we do this without. Yeah. I mean, we're going to try not to, but uh, whatever we say, go read the book and see the movie. But I, I don't sure. think we can shy away from Just that. Just read the book. I think I think watch the movie, read the book. Yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. This is that one case um, where it's definitely watch the movie then. Okay, well, but, we, well, we'll come to that in a moment. I think but on your question around yes. it, um, I think what's so appealing to uh, to me around it is uh, we get these these cycles and trends where movies and books follow patterns. You get the whole world's going to be destroyed by a meteor, mm. and then you get four apocalypse books movies, and exactly yeah. right. And we're currently in that cycle Zombies. of of exactly right, and 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 now the cycle is dystopian worlds. Yes. Right, every second book is a but with tech, world. specifically yeah, with technology absolutely, absolutely. that we have today. And yeah. I think I think for me, where the appeal around this storyline is, is that it 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 does that, but it drags me back to my childhood. So all of the references in it mm. are as a kid growing up in the eighties, and and you know the games that we played, and and you know the the books we read, and the music we listened to, and the movies you watched. You know, and 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 I think that's what's so appealing mm. is that is that it has a real tie-in. You know, I guess I guess all of us being fairly not technically challenged, we can see this 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 world of tech, but it has that that personal hook back to 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 something I can associate with on a on an everyday basis. I, I think from a sheer and and I don't know what Ernest Klein's thought was when he was writing the book, but I thought the entire premise was brilliant for a couple of reasons. One, it ties into the whole technology gaming, the whole gaming culture that exists, which is fabulous for younger people but then hooked it back to 80s culture, yeah. which, which hooks people of our Absolutely. age. And, and, uh, you know, uh, and I guess for clarity, if you, know, if you haven't seen or haven't read the book, it's, it's, it's based in, or set in 2045. Um, 
and and the the guy who develops this thing called the Oasis, which is a virtual reality world where you actually you you literally strap into it. You got the goggles and you got a suit, so you can kind of feel physical uh, experience of what you do inside the Oasis, and you can spend your and you spend your life in it. But but there's a lot of uh, tie back to the 80s. The founder, the guy who started the the Oasis, was born in 1972. James Halliday, and I got to say Correct. that was the year I was born, um, and probably the similarity as well. Hopefully, end there. But um, <laughs> what? But being worth half a trillion. Yeah, I know. I would trade being this good looking for being a geek and half a trillion dollars. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd go. I'd, I'd, I'd take that but deal. Uh, but but I think there's even more. More, more scenarios that we see uh, linking where we are today. If you think about um, the reference that, that the two largest companies or the two largest corporations in the story are both tech businesses, mm. right? The one is the Oasis and the one that builds stuff for the Oasis, right? But, but, but they are the two biggest companies. And if you look at the so one of them Samsung's, yeah. one of them's Apple. We no, don't know. Absolutely, one of them is Google. One of them is Facebook. One of them is Google. One of them is Amazon. Yes. You know, and I think it's that whole kind mm. of thing. You know, the world of, of 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 the past, where the big companies were the were the were the industrial giants, has has kind of moved on. And 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 that big machine is the tech world. You know, and that that sort of pulls through in the movie. If you look at it, you don't see any reference to you know large industrial type. Uh, um, corporates, you know, it's all tech. Well, let's talk for a moment about the book and the movie. Now, yeah. th the first thing interesting to note is that all three of us did not read the book. Yeah, it was all it was audio. And yeah. and and yeah. I don't know. Uh, Who's got time to read? I mean, no, let's no, be honest. Who's got time to listen? Were Four you? Days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, listen. Drive somewhere. Yeah. I'll be back yeah, for four days. <laughs> but okay, where did you listen to it? Were you mostly driving? Mostly or? driving. No, yeah, but. It's one of those books that hooked me so bad mm. that I was like, hmm, I'm going to bed now. Maybe I can squeeze in another half hour, yes. right? And Two so hours I'm, later. I'm listening to this thing in bed now. Well, we've moved from just one more chapter to just yeah. 10 minutes. Yeah. 10 yeah. minutes. Exactly. Okay, another 10, yeah. another 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. And, and I was, I've never really been a fan of audiobooks until uh, to the point you made where you have... Uh, there's so much time you waste driving. Yeah. And, and that's what hooked me on audio is... You know, you sit in the car, you sit in the, and really the, the direct that's on the radio these days, uh, you know, and you, you hop from one channel to the next, it's awful. So podcasts and audiobooks were a lifesaver, a, a revelation. Sure. And you learn, you, it's, it's fascinating, it's fantastic. So that's the first interesting thing. None of us read it, we listened to it. Absolutely, and I mean, it became a, it became a listen to it everywhere. I mean, it started off as a listen while I'm driving. Yes. Then it was, You're talking about this book? This book, yeah, this book, yeah. specifically. And then it became listen to it just before I go to sleep. Mm then listen to it while I'm on the couch, then just listen to it. So I listened, yeah, to, it was it, just I listened to it last year, um, yeah. and then of course you listened to it early this year. Absolutely. Uh, and then you were like, you have, to, you have to get this book, you have to read this book. And then I remembered that the movie's coming, so yeah. I quickly did a re-listen. Um, just before the mm. movie, because and I enjoyed it. Yeah. Is it? Were you, were you just? It was just fun. It was also the same thing. I was uh, I was going for a little workout or a little run around the neighborhood, and I was like, instead of my music, I'm going to listen. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to listen to this book. Um, a colleague of mine used the term for the for, for the audio book as popcorn. It's the thing you just you just he couldn't put it he down. Yeah, and, you know, it was exactly that. It was it was it just that engaging. It is such a well. It's a it's a very well told story, and then of course you know we're uh, how old are you, Andrew? Well, Okay, so and you and you've just hit forty, That's right? It. Okay, so we're all we're all of a certain age, <laughs> and uh, so so the eighty stuff and the pop culture stuff was fantastic, Absolutely. and it, oh, and it takes you right back to it, and 
But over and above that, it's just a great story about. Uh, I mean, I mean, I mean it's, the theme is classic. You know, there's no, always. you know, there's, there's a good guy, there's a bad guy, there's, there's a, a challenge, there's good people, bad people, and you know, the young hero and the love story, etc. And and then, okay, the movie's coming out, and and as soon as I heard that the movie's coming, I was I was going, okay, this is. I wasn't excited, i got to tell you. I, yeah, we've all learned our lessons with that. But then you find out Steven Spielberg's at the helm and you go, yeah, oh, this, this dude knows how to do things. So that's for a moment. And, and deliberately, now all of us have watched the movie. We didn't watch it together. No. We've watched it separately and <laughs> yeah. we have deliberately not spoken about no. it. Yeah. We were kind of saving it for, for, for this episode. Yes. So who wants to go first? Yeah, go about first. You right. go first. <laughs> Uh, you, you gave off the worst vibe about it, but yes. uh, so you start. Well, look, I think I've said everything that needs to be said about yes. the movie. Yeah. It, it, so, so, so quite simply, there's, there's, there's two ways that I look at it. The one is as a movie, just purely as a, as a movie with the story, and the other is a movie with the story based on this book. Okay. Uh, um, uh, quite frankly, as a movie, I'd give it kind of an average. Right. They just there's so much they could have done. Mm. Right? There's so much if you're thinking about the story, and it's hard because it, I know the backstory to it. But just looking at it, it's cool. It's got some great, but it's a lot of it's a lot of sort of filler. You know, they they they're bringing in stuff that is going to tie you back to other movies, and and that's part of it. But but I think more could have been done. If I look at it as a book or a movie based on the book, it's just utterly disappointing. Okay. It's it's I couldn't understand. There's things that they've changed, and I don't understand the need for the change. It's just, it yeah. just didn't live up to any kind of expectation. So, out of ten. Zero. No, okay, come okay, on. Okay, no, okay, okay, a one. <laughs> a one. Uh, my no, word. absolutely. No, so. that's brutal, Andrew. Based, okay, based well, on the movie of, <laughs> a movie of that book. Okay, fair, okay, okay. As so, my, my chick. Mom, I, I, I also was like, yeah, the, the, the movie kind of disappointed me at first, but then I thought about it a little bit and I said, well, A, I think you don't really want a uh, replica. You don't want the same thing. You actually want a bit of artistic license, and, and maybe you want because it's it could also be looked at two adventures. The first adventure, reading the book, was fantastic, yeah. and um, reliving all those stories and all those games and all those movies in the book. I think that's had a lot to do with it. Um, you know, the the it's just another story, another. You, you felt like you were in the moment, right? Wherever yeah. the character was, you were there with him. So the the movie lost a lot of that, I think. So then. Then a th another thought in my head was like, wow, three keys, three movies. Imagine that, <laughs> right? Now you've got space and time for all that stuff because a lot of the fine details were missing. Like yes. Some of them were alluded to in the, in the movie, but you, you wouldn't have understood them until you, unless you've read the book. Um, you know, the Gauntlets, for example. Yes. They flashed on screen and you know, like, unless you've read the book like, or listened to the book like we did, you probably didn't understand what that, or why that was important, etc. So, okay. But I would give it as a movie... Uh, and and, uh, and imagining I hadn't read the book or listened to the book, I'd probably give it like a seven because um, it, it was a great adventure. It I thought me away. Uh, look, I thought it was. If you haven't seen the movie, it is a it's a it's a brilliant movie. If you haven't seen the sorry, book, if, if you, you haven't, haven't if you haven't book. if you haven't listened or read to the yeah. read the book, yeah. it's a brilliant movie. If you've read the book, it's good, maybe even very good. I I, I did enjoy it, and it has. To, did you watch it on IMAX or? I did. IMAX 3D. IMAX 3D. Okay, I watched an IMAX 3D. So we have a similar view. Yeah, I just watched we, it. We won't, we won't <laughs> talk about how Andrew watched it, but Andrew I don't. Just watched I don't think you got the full cinematic well, for sure, experience. For sure, but I think, I think for me the big part was is that I was absolutely in love with the book, what the 
mm. you know the book for me is a is a book on the list of mm. sort of you know a top 10 book kind of idea well i guess thing for me and and it was just so disappointing you know, and maybe for me i struggled with the idea of separating the concept of saying if it's just a movie but it's not just a movie. yeah i know and and you know sort of i think about that with other great books that were made into movies right, that were really long lord of the rings yeah those movies were phenomenal right and the the book enhanced that so you know that kind of, it, it can be achieved well i guess there's look i would there were certain things that disappointed me the hollywood holly yeah. any movie that is made any book that's adapted by hollywood has the hollywood moments that you know if you take a little love story it becomes like ah uh, in, in in a hollywood movie and there was a scene at the end where it was like oh, this is what we're doing with the oasis now and i was like really mm. come on that's never gonna happen anyway whatever but so there were a couple of but it wasn't too bad it could have been far worse okay i'll give it a two and a half <laughs> <laughs> it's been, we've cranked him up yeah, okay can, can we okay so one of the things that i did enjoy right and i and i thought i thought actually he was pretty good in the movie was i rock when you think of I Rock in the book, you think pretty much complete total yeah, douchebag. douchebag. Yeah, But in in the in the book, I mean in the movie, he was quite a pleasant douchebag. He was he was okay. It was quite important. From a comedic point of view, he was he, he was the thread, wasn't he? He was brilliant yeah, that way. Exactly. Yeah. So I think uh, <laughs> I think he, he suited the role, and what they did in the in the movie was great. I could see what they were trying to do in the movie with yeah. it, because it would have been hard to get across the way it was in the book without sort of significant amount of time. Because you need to build that up, and 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 that was hard. That was very hard. Which, your point? You said three keys, three movies. Yeah. Isn't there an argument though for there was a time where you had movies and you had TV, and it was movies was all the glitz and glamour, and if you couldn't make it in Hollywood or in movies, yeah, sure. we, you we were relegated to television, and it was the ugly stepsister of 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 entertainment. Whereas you know, with with the advent of Netflix. Uh, that that has changed, you know. Move. I mean, you've had, you know, before his fall from grace, you had uh, Kevin Spacey with House of Cards, which, which I think was what catapulted this whole idea of, of the blockbuster series, yeah. all episodes, jam it out, and we can binge watch. And it, I mean, the production value in that was fantastic. And there have been superb series, uh, Stranger Things, uh, and you know, we said we could name we could yeah, name a bunch of them, which are yeah, just really. There was A-list exactly. I mean, so uh, they're coming out of Hollywood. Uh, Westworld, right? Yep. It is Westworld. Ex- yeah. With uh, Anthony Hopkins. I mean, come on. Anthony right? Hopkins, Ed Harris. I mean, there's like I proper, proper people it, there. You know, in that, it was a thought that I had earlier with it was instead of a movie, would have been a series. Wouldn't that have been? I, I would have enjoyed that because now you could make it, even if you just made it yeah. 10 episodes, which kind of seems to sure. be a thing these yeah. days. One hour per episode, 10 hours. I mean, the book is 15 hours. Yeah. A 10 hour series, you could have done. I think it would have been power. And I mean, if you think about that comparatively, if we, yeah. if we pick on something that has been done that way, look at something like Game of Thrones. Yes. Right? Now, if Game of Thrones was made into a movie, I think it would have been pretty awful. Because yeah. it would have been really hard no, you would never to achieve that kind no, of richness that, and depth. Yeah. And you would have never got, got to hate the villain, right? Yeah, yes. exactly. Every Game of Thrones, and you get to hate <laughs> one of those villains. And then the amazing thing is the next season... I mean, you can't yeah, he's not so bad actually. More yeah. Until the guy that just, and then you hate the new guy yeah, even more, right? Actually, it's literally a. It's you can't hate anybody else more. And somebody says, "Yeah, hold my beer." <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I think that could have worked really well in this type of thing because you could even, you know, you can expand on that universe, mm. you know, and it would have become more than just this this storyline. I mean, the, you know, when you sit at the end of the book and you start thinking about it, the number of storylines that can continue inside this almost that sort of fan world. Yeah. 
you know, is, is just... Well, that's the beauty of this Oasis, right? It's not a simulation. Well, it's a human-driven simulation, yes. right? There's non-playing characters, there's a bit yeah. of AI, strong AI, but it's up to you as the player or as the, as the, the avatar to do whatever mm. you want, right? The end as well, which I think to some extent is the dream of a lot of gamers. Well, I, what I've loved about the, I, I, well, what I loved about the book, and I think what captured me, I, I call myself a gamer, which is kind of funny because I play one game, um, <laughs> but I play it a lot. And, and, <laughs> and you don't mean poker. But as I was reading the book, I was, and I took some time, I was like, okay, so I'm sitting in front of the TV and I'm gaming. And I'm, and I'm starting to imagine that game as a virtual reality world, where it's not just, you know, you come to the TV and play the game. You're in there, yeah. you're playing, it's whatever. And then you leave, but you're still in the world. And then you can go and do your trades for, you know, all, all the trading that goes on and the discussion that I went, that would be absolutely incredible. And, and the gaming community is amazing, because if you are a gamer and you play online games, you meet people. Um, and, and, and that's kind of interesting. People like IROC. <laughs> well, listen. My challenge as a as a as a man in his forties is, you know, every time some some players like, hey, should we team up? I'm going, just please don't be thirteen. Please don't be thirteen. <laughs> and and so you so you team up and you and you connect and you you speak to each other. It's like, hi. And I'm like, I gotta go. Bye. <laughs> but but nonetheless, there is that interaction, and you and you make friends. Yeah. Um, and, and to have that in, in, in a more immersive experience, I think, would be incredible. So, so yeah. that's what I enjoyed. It was like trying to picture myself in that environment and how I would interact and how I would, how I would live my life as I'm living it now, but, but virtual. And but that, that community thing that you mentioned is quite interesting to me because especially when it comes to open source. And I mean, as a, as a bit of a hobby, I've got a 3D printer and it's been quite a steep learning curve. Mm. But there's a community around... 3D printing and around uh, the Marlin software that it runs or the firmware that it runs and it's all open source and it's amazing to see how friendly and how um, you know uh, open to assistance these communities are and, I, and I, I would assume that gaming to a large extent is the same you know you've got this yes. common goal common focus whatever this common interest gaming or killing the other guy or whatever yes. the other it is mm. and there's this automatic kind of you're okay mm. right? you don't have to prove yourself there's no going through uh, uh, through any sort of obstacle to see you're worthy or whatever you're here i'm here you're into this we're into this and it's uh, for me that's quite quite amazing well unless you're a new <laughs> <laughs> listen whoever you are you're a and noob no, to somebody yeah but that's exactly okay true. well that's n so now now let's talk about where where this is i think in the the oasis went in the book the oasis went online at around 2023 I think, so. I think that was 23, 25, maybe as late as 26. Sure. So let's, let's assume it's 2026, the Oasis, this global virtual reality universe, which is eight years from now. Correct. In, in, if we look at where we are with tech. Okay, well, the first question is, is something like the Oasis possible? Yes. Okay. No, and no, no, no doubt. Okay, so and it's, it, and it's it wouldn't purely, be that hard. It's I mean, purely a matter of time. And virtual reality is coming, coming along. Beyond, oh, listen, on that point, by the way, I, I don't know how much VR stuff you've done. Yeah. I haven't done a hell of a lot, but I was at a at a show. In fact, there was the Dell EMC forum a couple of weeks ago where they had a, a little VR yeah, station. Sure. And the thing was, you you put the thing on you and you get into a lift, and the lift goes up to the top floor of this and massive building, out. and the lift opens and you walk out on a plank, yeah. and then you have to jump off the plank and you see the ground rushing up at <laughs> you. <laughs> what it took to override my brain because I'm logically I'm telling myself you're in a hall sure. there is 
you're this is completely okay but in this vr world you're standing on this plank with with an abyss below you to tell yourself to take that next step it was incredibly hard and in fact the only way i could finally do it is i had to close my eyes which is and bizarre so i closed my eyes and <laughs> took a step forward <laughs> and then and then open my eyes as, as i'm falling to the ground so so we are there and, and vr is kind of awkward and weird right now and it's you know it's novelty it's half it's sort of in the google I think it's difficult to monetize that's where the problem is but i don't think that's where the starting point should be right? no no, no fair it, enough but i mean it, there's sort of tech is 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 tech needs to be there for the sake of tech and and and, and i mean i'll use the example let's let's pick on something like a facebook right? or let's pick on something like a google which which are probably now two of the biggest monetized techs in the mm. world when they started there were nothing there was no money in it there was it was just it was tech to do something different but i think and despite i mean but, but it's it's advancing anyway and no, it, no, as i understand it advancing at quite a rapid rate um so okay so but it's an interesting question so i you know neither none of us are in i mean we're all in we're all in the tech industry For in sure. some way fashion or Absolutely. form but i don't think any of us are massive boffins on not uh, you know way. but Absolutely. But, 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 but what do you think stands between us and the oasis <laughs> eight years from now uh, well, what so, so is it just refinement and iteration or is it massive uh, like a, a massive innovation that's required so i yeah i think i think the actual timeline is very hard to pin down yes right, to say eight years for sure but but i uh, i was reading something earlier uh, could it be today could it be so sometime this week um and one of the points that came up in it was the timeline for flight, right? Between the first flight mm -hmm. and putting a man on the moon was less than 70 years. Mm -hmm. Now, the first flight was 120 foot. Right? Uh, yeah, a a minute and six seconds or something. But yeah. Exactly, right? Yeah. To then go from that in less than 70 years with next to zero tech. Right? Well, if listen, you think about uh, where we were from a technology yeah. perspective to put somebody on the moon in 19, you know, 69, was it 69? Yeah. Right. Is, is an incredible step and and this might seem sort of like completely sort of off field but the whole point here is is that is that those steps that we make if we think about where we move in terms of how that technology well it's the classic we thing now, we tend to think linear linearly rather and, than exponentially back, but it's yeah. actually exponential and also i think the advancements in artificial intelligence that's the stuff that's really going to push this um i mean especially once they master video uh, yes I mean, I read an article the other day about uh, some guy that's written a, a quite an interesting algorithm, and it's open source, and it basically will put you into a video. Uh, it'll it'll put your face into the video, and you can be, you know, you really? can become anyone. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's if you think about it, that's what most of uh, Ready Player One yes. is to well, some extent. Well, if you think about it, if you've ever watched any of uh, guys like to film their videos from playing Sims, right? You know the game yes, of Sims. Yes. So when the Sims first started out you were this sort of omnipresent you know sort of third person view and you moved them around and created rooms and got them to do stuff and it, that was kind of the universe right but it's now evolved to its first person view okay so, so, you're so, in there. so okay. they set up a, a an event somebody will create an event in the sim world and Sims go to it. Oh, okay, so is it, is it online? Yeah, online. Okay, oh, yeah, so yeah, completely. Online, yeah. Sorry, so I did play The Sims, yeah, but I played The Sims like 10 years day, ago, 12 exactly, years right? ago. Back in the day when it was, you built a house and if you saved up enough money, uh, you put a swimming pool in, right? That yeah. kind of junk. Yeah. It's evolved to this whole sort of world. But that's exactly what it is. I mean, you're but, just expanding. But now, on. you look at the video out of it now, 
purely a matter of graphics. That's all it is. The difference between Ready Player One and where The Sims is at is simply a matter of how refined the graphics are. So the, ne the next question then is, okay, so neither of us doubt that technologically it's going to be possible. Eh? And, and we're probably even closer than we think. The next question then is, just because we can, should, <laughs> should we? we? Yes. Oh, and again, why? I mean, in the, in the book, more so in the book, well, in the movie they try and kind of Hollywoodize it a little bit, but, but in the book it makes the point, you're never sure if it's a good thing or a bad thing, which, which is the truth about anything. You think about the internet, the internet's fantastic, but it's got its dark arts, dark sciences, and, and, and if we were given the choice to do it all over again, I have no doubt the internet would come to pass. So, Absolutely. but... But it's not, it's not fair to blame the internet, right, or the tech, because at the end of the day, it's still humans. Yeah, right? exactly that. So but is it a good thing? And, and now and now, start to sound, now we start to sound like our parents because you go, <laughs> is it a good thing for our kids to be hooked into a VR world? So yeah, you've got a teenage... I mean, in the book, the guy goes to school. That's how he goes to school. Yeah. He never leaves. He lives in a, effectively <laughs> a slum and he's found an old abandoned for van sure. and he sits in there and he's there for eight hours going to school. So I've made the argument for some time that what the trick we're missing in South African education, <laughs> we say that we have a challenge with enough highly skilled educators. So why don't we take the hundred highly skilled educators we get and use the digital world to educate everybody. Mm. Right? We don't need a thousand, uh, I don't know, pick the brightest person you know in, in, in maths or science. Right? We don't need thousands of them. We just need one. Right? And we need the ability to get that message across to the 700,000 students in school. So, so that's why the internet is a good thing. That's why the ability to plug into a world somewhere is a good thing. Personally, something like the Oasis mm. is, is, is probably more healthy for you than, uh, than, than the current world. The coolest piece of tech for me in the movie and the book is that, is that omnidirectional... Uh, treadmill. Treadmill. Oh, no, that was very yeah. groovy. That was so, 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 you know, and I in mean, fact, that was an innovation of the movie, right? Yeah, I, I mean, because in, cool. in the book, you sit on your ass and you travel yeah. the world, whereas yeah. this thing, you kind of Actually, have, you to, physic you and have to physically walk. Yeah. And, and, it just, and, and I thought, that was incredible. Think about it. You could, you could use that as a fitness mechanism. Say, you want to spend the next eight hours in, uh, in, in the oasis, Run for, <laughs> <laughs> Run for forty-five. Run for forty-five to charge the battery. You know, I don't know something like that. No, they, and listen, even later in the book, though, there were sort of fitness programs you yeah. could plug yes. into absolutely. that actually uh, incentivized you to get healthier and do things and which, all of that. Which so we we started <coughs> doing already. Yeah, we have wearable oh, listen, devices, and, 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 we're, and I mean, we take all of us are wearing the smartwatches, and we're obsessing about our steps because and we absolutely. can get a free cappuccino <laughs> yeah. Yeah. with mean, three sugars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, okay, that's so your personal demon. All right, so, so we, so my view is absolutely, uh, and it's also a stupid question to ask: Should we do it? The the reality is, I think it, I think it's a certainty. It's going to happen. I don't think uh, it's a choice. Yeah, it'll uh, happen either way. Correct, and and it's sort of like AI. You know, you've got some very smart people who are saying, well, we need to put on the brakes with AI, and and it's kind of too late. We just need to be smart about how how we deal with that and have proper conversations about it. But I mean, this this is attached to the same argument about. There so is immense value in doing it, in, in having a global, this, this global VR Absolutely. thing. Absolutely, I like to look back at it once again, and, and, and I look back at things and I say, should we have done the motor car? Yeah. Right? Uh, should we have... Should Listen, maybe we shouldn't have done any of it. Maybe we should still be 
grunting our way through the fields hunting well, food. Yeah. I, it'll be cheesy, right? Yeah. With great power comes great, great responsibility. <laughs> but I mean, if you look at it, that's what it all boils down to, right? I mean, behind a car, you have great power. Uh, yes, as, a, as an airplane pilot or a, a, a passenger liner pilot, you've got great power and great responsibility. Mm. So with the internet, we have great power and great responsibility. Facebook has great power and great responsibility or, they or need the lack thereof right and now well listen <laughs> well now starting to starting to have the blowback from yeah. from so yeah but how many people have left we have to learn uh, not a lot yeah addictive absolutely you know but lessons but lessons exactly learned well it's the a same thing yeah. we just we're going to learn from our mistakes the, the key is to i guess learn from them and to and to you know to understand that there will be a v1 of the oasis mm. and there'll be a mistake and then there'll be a v2 and that could be a mistake and then v3 etc etc et is there a is there an argument for because what the book isn't clear about is is how the oasis is is monetized and and in fact in the movie there's the argument of the bad guys want to want to advertise the shit out of the oasis in fact he says you know, we've worked out we can occupy 80% of the view screen space with ads. Before you have be- a fit. Yeah, before you yeah, have exactly. a fit and pass out. And it's a little bit, it was a little bit sort of cheesy, stereotype, villain, bad thing. But but right now, all the, I mean, the, the tech businesses are, are, are the, the money model is advertising. Facebook, Google. Um, well, uh, is I don't know if the, if, the, if the model is advertising as much anymore it is it, as it is data. Well, how would that work? Because I think there's... Uh, how does it become monetized in a way that isn't so it doesn't become corporate bullshit i mean one of the great things about social media was that it was it was people who were doing their thing with it it wasn't there wasn't a thought out business plan at some point facebook had to go okay we've got to make money well we've got a million we've got a billion people with all their data and we know what andrew does every day of the week so let's sell this to someone okay absolutely Mm -hmm. and i mean that's exactly anything anything that you uh, get for free right maybe have a bit of a jaded view on it but if you get it for free you're the product no no we know that right. and that absolutely um, we and, I, and I think but I, I, on, the, on the flip side of that I quite like to get stuff that's relevant to me right I don't want to know about I don't know uh, diapers for mm. example I'm, I'm yeah, done with you're done at that. the moment <laughs> so, so why you want to send me adverts about diapers you know but just advert uh, okay well what are the possible models I guess is the question about so let's have the Oasis, a global virtual reality world, which is which in, is enormous and fantastic and does incredible things. Are we just gonna m- maybe we pay for it? I don't know. But then but then there's massive poor people who are, who should be and who will gain benefit from it who couldn't. So the one thing that I thought was very cool was the reference to the reason the world the way was it it, it was was because of the global bandwidth riots. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and and that was sort of like a like mm. a like a turning point in society, mm. right? That said they had to do something different because well. Not everybody had enough bandwidth, and and I think the use of the concept of bandwidth is easy because there's so many other, you know, possible things you could use, mm. but 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 they are all real, you know, and and maybe there's a step change that has to happen mm. before you get to that kind of oasis world, mm. you know, that says that says there needs some kind of social change that gets you to that point. I don't know. Well, as rapid as it is, it is also still gradual. I mean, it is. It's not like. You wake, we'll wake up tomorrow and hey, here's version one of the Oasis. It'll be a slow yeah. thing, and and you know it's obviously going to start with gaming, and then of course porn and all of that. You know where they'll get the virtual reality right, and and then and and, and then so it starts to prof- proliferate through the world. So I think in summary, I mean from from our read the book, listen to the book, watch the movie. It's a great story. Um, 
But now, since we're here at Astur Kinecore, and they've very graciously allowed us to sit in their premier lounge or privé lounge and record this, and there are now a few people, and and, um, and I, when I say a few, there's 12 people maybe, if I use a bit of imagination, that are kind of sitting around. Including us. What, <laughs> what do we do about the movie experience? You know, we, we, we spoke about Netflix and how they made the series watching experience incredible you know the whole Netflix and chill and now you know you can watch movies at home or you can do whatever you want and do it at home and be comfortable and the whole going out thing always seems to be a disappointment you're disappointed either at the how how complicated it was to pay how much it was then and then the popcorn and coke I mean it's now like a 600 buck experience if you got you know your husband and a wife and a kid you know by the time you finish with the popcorn and it just seems something's broken with the experience. I so, so, Matek and I spoke about this before with uh, uh, with the release of the last Star Wars movie because mm. I go to watch Star Wars movies and that's kind of it. I, I just don't go to the movies, yeah, right? You're, you're saving me, it for that special for epic and it's got to be a, worth, it's, it's got to be an epic experience. And, and, and the one point I made is that I no longer see the difference between a normal movie theater and IMAX. So what I mean by that is when IMAX first came out, mm. the difference between what that IMAX experience was versus a normal theater was step Huge. change. Mm. Right? And you could literally, you could see the difference, you could feel the difference, you could hear the difference, you could use all of those sensory concepts. But, but now, I don't see a significant enough difference between them to, uh, to, to, to see the need to, to pay for the upgrade. Okay. Right? And I think, I think the movie experience needs to change so going to the movies needs to be or going to the theater needs to be more about more about the experience so, so what so, so what makes you, what so makes have you, have you have you guys been to one of these 5d movies or the 4dx thing whatever it's called yeah. Yeah. Is, that, is that where your yeah, seat moves and there's wind in your hair there's there's wind in your hair there's there's smells if there's a, a fire or something they, they release like a fire smell if they they're in a forest, you get okay. this fresh, yeah. like... Uh, I haven't, I okay. haven't yeah. experienced so, it. So, um, I watched uh, one of the movies in it uh, that, um, it was a comedy, uh, Pitman's Bodyguard. Okay. Which was a really fun movie because it didn't take itself too seriously, yeah. and um, some of the scenes were just fantastic. Um, so, it's four seats that are joined, and then they shake and move Absolutely. and stuff like that, because everyone's got a speaker, and then there were ca uh, car chases, and every time they went through a puddle, <laughs> the it's, it's the, the thing in front of you yeah. would spray you with water. Oh, wow. okay. Absolutely. Um, and, uh, and, it, and it, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. It was yeah. a great little escape. It was a, a big hoot. And it was expensive. It was more expensive than IMAX. But I'm still talking about it and saying, yes. you know what? That was a great experience. It, it certainly enhanced the movie. Would I want to watch every movie like that? Yeah. Difficult to say. Mm. I must be honest. Because I sometimes, sometimes I even think 3D movies don't add that much. Mm. I, I, they annoy me a bit. Even yeah. at IMAX, I leaned over to talk to my wife for a second, suddenly it becomes blurry. Yeah. The angle or, or correct, whatever, yeah. right? So I'm like, but, so then I have to sit there like, a, a, you know, like at attention. And mm. so, so something is lost. Mm. Okay. Um, can it get found again? I certainly hope so. Um, but <laughs> for, for me, it's more in, I, I enjoy a movie. When I sit there and watch it on the big screen, I enjoy it. That's not the problem for me. No. For me, it's, it's just... Just that alone is not worth getting out of my house, getting, you know, brushing my teeth, putting on proper clothes, and taking the drive to go and see it. Just 
it's expensive. You just, it's the same as watching a movie 40 years ago. But 40 years ago, it was a big deal because you didn't have options for entertainment. You see, and I think so, so, so it's expensive. It's, it's uh, I don't know. It's clunky. The, the culture of it. I you mean, know, you don't feel like, whoa, I'm at the movies. It's like, ugh. You know, if, you, if you're a big movie fan, uh, or, a, you know, a, you probably have a pretty awesome theater room or cinema at home with a, with a drop-down projector with some awesome sound. Uh, so you're under the shaking and vibrating seats, mm. but you can put woofers under your seats and mm. then you can make them shake, right? <laughs> and maybe you can get your kid to spray you with water. Okay? <laughs> yeah, but it'll be all the time. But it'll be all the time, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. Yeah. I, I still want to get that experience and that be wowed by it, but just going to the cinema, yeah. you're definitely not wowed anymore. Mm. I, think, um, I, think, I think on that, for me, it's the, it's the, the distance between what you can get at home yeah. versus what you get in the experience. So if you think about it, when we were growing up as kids, right, go to, to the movies was killer. Why? Well, you could get popcorn at home. That was easy. But watching, you know, watching movies at home, mm. right? Well, as a kid when I was little, we didn't have a, a VCR. Mm. So that was kind of part of the experience, though. Going, getting a VCR, coming home, having to spend half an hour to Listen, get yeah, everything to work, exactly, yeah. plugging it in. Then the guy didn't rewind the tapes. So you got to rewind the tape. Right, you with Remember me? That, and exactly. Rewind please rewind the tape. Kind people rewind tapes, right? But but just that whole sort of you know, or even just watching TV, right, was a was a small screen experience. A literally a small screen experience. Now, oh, you can argue like, is is the whatever I don't know how many inches a staircase screen is compared yeah. to the forty inches you have at home, or the forty two, or the fifty five, or the sixty, right? But but and I don't 3D. think. Exactly. I don't think the experience is enough of a step change. Anymore. No, it's not. That's exactly that's why it's kind of and like. Also on like the I'll watch it at home. Right? On the I'm going to watch it when I want to I watch mean, it. Like on a, on a, I mean, remember Friday releases were like, if you didn't book, or if you're not, not there for, early, get forget it. about it. Yeah, I mean, now, it's, oh, are we going to watch this movie this weekend? Yeah? Are we going to book? Why? Nah. Mm. You know, where are we going to watch? I don't know. We could watch it in any cinema, right? I mean, Absolutely. So essentially, it's. Uh, it is something that's ripe for disruption. Something's got to change about it. Because I just get the idea, like, as as attendance attendance declines, they just charge more money rather than uh, rather than uh, something must change. And and we've and there are ideas like having the football on. You know, let's uh, make an event at a, at a theatre sure. on a Tuesday night. Have four screens, four cinemas dedicated to the football, and you can do a whole event around that. Someone else had an idea about e-gaming. You know, yeah. gaming is huge. You know, so you get champion gamers go and watch a a you know World of Warcraft or Rocket League for me one day yeah. maybe. <laughs> um, you know, go watch it. Go watch you know the big players play. Imagine I think watching, watching a Formula One race yeah. in a movie theatre with that sound. Mm. Right. I, I I think that could be quite incredible. Mm. You know. I, Goosebumps stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, you you're really going to hear it. You're really going to see it. It's 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 immersive, and I think I think they need to think about the way some of the tech changes. So so, I've often wondered why doesn't the screen wrap around onto the roof? Mm. You know, why don't? <laughs> I, I'm just saying, no, it's, it's a box. You're sitting <coughs> in a box, right? Essentially, a movie theater is a box. Mm. Right. So why must the screen only be on the far wall? Why isn't it? No, fair enough. You know, just. That gets you a step closer to that sort of completely. Well, I guess the answer lies in the Oasis, right? Imagine yeah, if that's what you're going to the movie experience. Well, listen, you if come you here, you plug in, and now you're like in the movie, kind of well, like he yeah. was when he was going through. Is that version one of the Oasis? And, and maybe it is. And and you know what? If it does come to pass, the, the, that's the, the, that's pretty much the end of the movie theater as we understand it, right? Completely. Because it becomes a whole different yeah. thing. 
All right, gentlemen, I think there we need to wrap it up. So, in summary, it's an outstanding book. Yes. A, a great story. It's, I guess, a little bit of science fiction. It's fantasy, but it's also it's also fairly real. I mean, the, the stuff in the book, it's not, it's not beyond the imagination. It's Nowhere. just close enough to be tantalizing. Just so, over the horizon. So, Absolutely. download the book, read it, or listen to it. And But first, go and watch the movie. I think you will thoroughly enjoy the movie if you watch it and then read the book. I think that's a great way to go okay. about it. And then somehow the movie experience has got to change. So, or not watch the movie and just read and listen <laughs> to it. Either way. But yeah. yes. So I'd like to thank my two highly qualified friends with whom I play poker, who, who agreed to take some time out of their lives to come and talk shit about all of this. So thank you very much. Thank Andrew you. and Machek. Thank you very much. And this has been an interesting episode, I think, of The New Normal with Ryan Hogarth. And listen, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, tweet me, do, do, do something to get in touch if you have ideas about what I should be talking about, stories that should be being told about how the world...